St. Dominic's Catholic Church in San Francisco presents a homily by Reverend Pastor Father Michael Hurley on September 15th, 2019, the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Today's Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 to 32, proclaimed by Deacon Jimmy Salcido. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and the scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy, and upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people. Or what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. We have all had the experience of losing something valuable, huh? Perhaps material things. Remember the last time you've lost your keys or perhaps your wallet or your, your phone and if you have one of those covers that combine both, both of them at the same time. Or perhaps not a valuable, a material kind of item, but kind of being forgetful or losing your memory. What was that name of that person? Where did I park my car? Was it lot A or B? Or perhaps uh, most daunting, as we live in a computer age, our password. Right? Just the other day, I was trying to log on to a document application that we have, and I forgot my password, and nothing I could do could retrieve it, so I had to reset it. And in resetting it, there are new things about password these days. Not only do you have to have just a kind of password, it has to have a number, it has to have a letter, and it has to have what's called a special character, right? And it has to be 8 to 12 long. So I thought, what am I going to remember? So here's what I came. I'm going to share. This is my password. You can hear my password today. Anyone get all my, my documents for bulletins and, and talks and so forth? It's the number 4 and then G-E-T-M-E-N-O-T exclamation point, forget me not. I hope I can remember that going forward and never have to reset again. But that idea of being lost or losing things, it happens in our spiritual life as well. where We find ourselves lost, disconnected. It can happen because of our own willfulness, our stubbornness, our selfishness, which narrows our focus and keeps us from the right road. It can become we can lose faith in the church as an institution, 
a particular leader, a priest, can happen because we're not feeling that connection with God. There's struggles and difficulties. Our crosses have become so overwhelming. We lose that abiding presence of our Lord, and we feel lost without direction. And how unsettling it is when we feel lost, huh? When we feel disconnected from our Lord and his blessing. In our gospel today, Jesus tells parables about being lost. In fact, he gives three of them. It's kind of the rule of three. When Jesus gives a parable, he wants us to listen. If he tells two parables around the same theme, he really wants us to pay attention. But when he says three parables, all focused around the same theme, he really wants our attention, right? He means business. This is a very important lesson that he wants to teach us. So this morning, I want to point out two principles or two lessons from being lost. What are the lost lessons? What are those lessons that we can garner from that experience of both losing and being lost? And the first is to say that the experience of being lost is not an unusual experience for our spiritual journey, right? Someone will come and they say, Father, Michael, I'm struggling, you know, with, our, with my faith, with a sense of God's blessing and presence. And I'll say, okay, take a deep breath. And then join the rest of us. <laughs> because it's not unusual. From St. Peter to, to Mother Teresa, every saint had struggles. Every saint had moments when they were wayward or when they didn't feel the full blessing of God in every way. If we think we are unusual, or there's something wrong, or there's something abnormal with us, simply because we feel lost, that's a temptation. That's from the evil one trying to sap our strength, trying to cause us to throw in the towel and to despair. We all struggle with being lost. We are all lost from time to time, and there's aspects of our lives where we're lost. We're not on that right path. And in fact, being aware of the condition that we are lost is actually a blessed thing. What does Jesus say? Who does he say he, was, he came for? He says, I have come for those who are lost, for those who are searching. I'm not, he said, I haven't come for the righteous, those who think everything is going well, right? So I ask yourself this, has Jesus come for you? Hopefully, yes. And here's the other question. Are you, are there aspects of your life which are lost, which are a bit aimless? And if we say no, not at all, it means Jesus hasn't come for us. I mean, these are Jesus' own words, right? In other words, the most dangerous spiritual position to be in is not being lost, but being unaware that we are not fully in the Lord's will. And this then is what impels us or compels us to search for the Lord, right? Knowing we are lost is actually a good place to be because then what will we do? We'll activate that search for our Lord, his life. I was thinking about searching the other day, and I was thinking, how often each day do I go to the computer to search for something? Call up the search engine, right? How many times do you do that day? Once, twice, 10, <laughs> 30, 40 <laughs> times a day? We do it all the time. It's almost like second nature. It's the home screen, right? The search engine, right? Ask yourself this. You do that multiple, multiple times a day. How often during the day do you access a kind of 
spiritual search engine in our life. We say, where was God present in that moment, in that conversation, in that moment at work or with family or with a member of the community? Where was God? Where are we? Are we searching for God? Have we activated that search? Because the awareness of being lost is hopefully to activate that search, to search for Christ. That's the first lesson. Being lost is not unusual. It's part of every spiritual journey, and hopefully it awakens us to activate that search for Christ because here is the second lesson, and it's even more powerful and fundamental, and it's this. Even before we activate that search for God in our lives, God is already searching for us. Let me say that again, because this really is the difference between spirituality and religion. Spirituality, our search for God. Religion, revelation, our faith, God's search for us. And that search that God endeavors to discover us is shocking. It's surprising. It's a kind of reckless abandon the Lord shows us. We see that in the parables. In order to truly appreciate this, though, we have to reset a little bit. We all know the lost sheep. We think, oh, beautiful, how beautiful, the good shepherd, or the lost coin, the pearl of great price, the prodigal son. We know these stories. We know the compassion of our Lord. But hear them again afresh with the kind of shocking element. Jesus begins that parable by saying, what man or what shepherd, having a hundred sheep and losing one, doesn't leave the 99 in the desert and go searching after the one. Well, I'll tell you what kind of shepherd that is. A foolish shepherd. <laughs> that's a shepherd that's out of a job, a pronto, right? Leaving 99 to search after the one, that's bad business. You will get fired <laughs> doing that, right? I didn't see the grocer stocking the shelves. He's supposed to stack 100. They, there's one that's missing. What's he going to do? Is he going to spend the rest of the day looking for that one, or is he going to try to sell the 99 he has, you know? They factor breakage in when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a businessman, right? That's a foolish shepherd. Absolute people are a dumb shepherd, right? Or again, the woman, 10 coins, loses one of them, a tenth of what she has. What does she do? She stops her whole life. She lights a lamp, costs money, takes all day, lots of time, and when she discovers the lost coin, no doubt she said a prayer to St. Jude beforehand, not in the gospel, but we can, or St. Anthony, as the case may be. What does she do when she finds that coin? She hosts a block party. She invites all her friends and neighbors and hosts a party that probably costs more than the, the coin itself, right? That's just not financially foolish, right? And what's the point here? The point is there is no lengths, there is no extravagance that God will not go to and has gone to in order to seek and to search us out, to discover where we are hurting, where we need encouragement, where we need nudging, in order for us to once again come into his presence and experience his love, even before we begin searching for God. He is with reckless, absurd, foolish abandon searching for us. And what does that do? That gives us confidence to once again re-engage and activate that search for the Lord. 
the conclusion or epilogue to every one of Jesus' parables is perhaps the most celebratory line in all of Scripture, one of the most powerful passages of joy. What does Jesus say? Each one of these parables, he says, when the lost sheep is found, there is more rejoicing in heaven. There's more joy in heaven over the one that was found than the 99 who didn't think they needed it. Or again, when the coin is found, the angels rejoice. They're laughing. They're throwing a huge celebration, a huge party in heaven when those who are lost recognize that sense of loss and turn back to be found, to be discovered. This morning, let's let heaven throw a party. Let's let the angels laugh and rejoice. Let's acknowledge those aspects in our lives where we're a bit lost. Our own waywardness, our sense of disappointments, lack of forgiveness, whatever it is, let's acknowledge it. Let's look and search for Christ, knowing he is searching already for us. And when we do that, when we say, Lord, I'm lost, Lord, help me, when we take that first step, even before we take that first step, it is our Lord Jesus who is already striding towards us with arms wide open in embrace, with a smile on his face, radiating that heavenly divine joy. Amen.